Good evening, and welcome to The Table On Air, your primary source for learning about what's new, what's happening, and what's what in black LGBTQ culture. For those that don't know, I'm your host, Darius Caffey, and I thank you for showing up to this space. We're about to get real real, a little deep, and maybe a little teary, but we're gonna have some fun, so stick around for the ride. The guest joining us today comes from the music and culture scene, y'all, but for now, here's the latest and greatest in this week's Black Report. Okay, we're in the middle of 2023, and I can't help but wonder where the hell the time has gone. And I know it's not just me. One minute is January, and you're trying to figure out when to put the Christmas tree up. The next minute is April, and you're still trying to figure out when to put the Christmas tree up. Point is, time moves fast. And it's okay to stop and remind yourself who needs to be acknowledged in this life. For some people, it might be that out-of-season Christmas tree that's sadly leaning in the corner. That's none of my business, but hey. And for some, it might be a little different. It might be those different accomplishments that they've achieved that unknowingly have just gone uncelebrated. But it's time to change that. And you know what, better yet, let's change it together. Both the procrastination of things small and large. While we work on celebrating ourselves at all stages of our journey, it's also important to celebrate the past, so let's start there. Thinking back to 2022, I enjoy remembering the calmness that was happening during the storm. I don't know about y'all. And I say calmness because we all know that crazy nonsense that was running amok throughout the world, society, the government, and please let's not forget about the school child. But through it all, thank goodness, the black, queer, trans, and non-binary communities continue to show up together, reclaiming spaces, and doing so with enormous amounts of love. We were able to witness Glisten appoint Melanie Willingham Jaggers to serve as their first black non-binary executive director. With them being the national organization focused on making schools safer for LGBTQ students, and there being now 533 anti-trans bills circling around the nation, now more than ever, is this representation in education and media important? And actually, representation in all aspects of life is important, to be honest which is why Victoria's Secret announcing Amira to Spain as their first black trans model was such an iconic moment in history. This makes a win for the runway, a win for the fashion world, and a win for all people like Amira who work hard to get where they are. Barriers are breaking, doors are opening, runway walks are walking, and the designers are scrambling, trying to figure out how to make all these clothes inclusive. I don't know about y'all, but I'm here for things getting shook up a little bit. Now, Let's talk AIDS Garden Chicago. They had a grand opening last year and I rode past it the other day. It's too cute. It primarily serves as a tribute space right off Belmont to those lost to the epidemic, creating a space for their legacies to leave a long lasting impact on how we continue to experience life. Yet it also is a very beautiful place serving as a powerful reminder of the progress we've made and hopefully a continuous call to action to keep fighting for a cure. Seeing the light shining from this community continues to encourage me. And I hope that by hearing and seeing these stories, it encourages you too. That's a wrap on our Black Report with a Q-U-E. And until next week, keep finding ways to celebrate yourself.
Joining us as a guest today, y'all, we have entrepreneur, Chicago's hottest DJ, producer at WGN Radio, someone who I enjoy vibing to, and a positive light in our community, DJ Cashera. Welcome to the table. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Very honored to be here. No problem. We're very honored for you to be here, to be able to bless us with your presence in this space, to not just have you here to talk about what you're doing, but to also celebrate you in these moments. We know how important it is to give people their flowers right here, right now, and not in the future, but while we're living and actively doing stuff. So I'm glad to have you here to be able to share with the rest of the world all the accomplishments that you've been able to achieve and all the things that inspire you. I think that that's also just very important. I appreciate that. And I, I truly want to commend you and give you your flowers as well for even holding this type of space. Um, there's not a lot of hosts actively taking steps to ensure that they are sharing these stories like mine and others. So I, I greatly appreciate you. Thank you. No problem. So we're going to start with some celebrations, with some accomplishments. Let's do it. So I know recently you have been named Chicago's hottest hip-hop DJ and... You've recently opened for Project Pat. I hope that wasn't too much in your business. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that to give the people kind of what those moments felt like for you because I'm sure that they were, you know, a little new and just yeah. great to have. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you've highlighted on two great things that I've done so far this year. I feel like all of, like, just the beginning half of this year has just been different opportunities and uh, celebrations and things. Opening for Project Pat was crazy it was yeah it was amazing i got to open for him i also got to be his dj for his set wow um which a lot of people do not get that opportunity every single day yeah he is very tall is he he's super super tall but he's really nice like as soon as i walked in to his green room and met him um asked him for a picture and he was like do you read you want a book I'm like, yeah, oh, he just he might gave me a friend. book and just signed it on the spot wow. right before he walked on stage to do his, uh, his set with me. So that was that was an amazing experience. Uh, the Chicago Reader is the, the publication that named me Chicago's best hip hop DJ. I won the award last year as well. So I'm hoping to go for Two a three peat. Yeah. I'm trying to get that three peat for get. next year. Um, it's it's an amazing honor because it's it's Chicago just residents who make that vote and that decision. Mm -hmm. So it takes Chicago readers literally to nominate me and then the second round is they vote for who they want to win. So the fact that it's the people voting, it's not some board that's making the decisions or people who are, you know, seen as gatekeepers of some sort, it's genuinely just the people that are voting for who they want to see win. Who the community wants. Yeah, so I, I always say that I got my start working for the community and I always stay true to that. It's the community that always keeps me grounded and lifted up in work to where I'm able to get these accolades, these opportunities. Um, I'm forever grateful to be in the position that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, same here, same here. And I'm glad that we are able to have these opportunities so that way, hopefully, we're creating, you know, doors for other people to have and be in these spaces as well. Absolutely. So I'm gonna take it back a little bit to where you first started. Mm. Can you explain a little bit about where your journey mixing and producing first kind of came from and how has that continued to evolve over time? Wow, these are great questions. Um, I would say, the very beginning start where I even like have my interest peaked in radio or audio production of any sort. Um, I graduated from eighth grade and my mom as a graduation gift 
reached out to 103.5 KISS FM mm. and asked one the on-air host. the hottest radio station. Yeah. Still you know, it's still, yeah. it's still up there. It's yeah. the top 40 station. <laughs> um, reached out to this person I had. His name was Scotty K. And asked him, could I shadow him? And he was like, yeah, of course. Mm. And invited us down to the studio, eighth grade that summer. Invited us to the studio. I got to sit through a good portion of his uh, shift and watched him run the board, do the different callers and things like that. It was a cool experience. Mm. So I went into high school already having that in the back of my mind. Um, While in high school, I originally wanted to actually study forensic science. And I was on track to do forensic science. Those two different... They do not mix (laughs) at all. They are very different from each other. Um, But I'm a science nerd. I'm a math nerd. Um, I was the kid that had the the straight A student and the honors classes, the AP courses, all of that, that was me. Talking. And um, last minute, my senior year, I was looking at schools and I went to like three different sessions with other universities. And I mean, I had schools offering me amazing scholarships. Mm-hmm. And I remember I walked into the room and it was for Columbia College Chicago. And the guy was sitting on the desk wearing some slacks and a button-up, like the most lax version of dress-up you could ever imagine. As soon as I saw him, he started talking, I was like, this is where I need to go. Because I I don't like getting dressed up. I'm like, this is is me. You felt the comfortability of it. I felt it. I'm like, this is is what I want to do. And making the switch to say like, I want to study radio. Everyone around me was like, what is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Like you worked so hard, why are you switching last minute? I was like, I. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Yeah, like that's I, just where life took you. Yeah, it just took me in a whole different path. So freshman year at Columbia, um, I took a random uh, extra course called Club DJ One, and it was taught by DJ INC, which stands for I Need Cash. So I added like Cash Era also yeah. pays homage <laughs> and respect to him as well. Love that. Um, took the class. He thought that I was really great. Mm-hmm. He connected me with a nonprofit called Young Chicago Authors. And they were getting ready to go into their Poetry Slam Festival, mm-hmm. um, now called Rooted and Radical, formerly known as Louder Than a Bomb. And I started DJing. Yeah, everyone knows the name Louder Than a Bomb. It's been renamed Rooted and Radical. And I did a couple of bouts. They asked me to come back the next year, and it just built from there. Columbia learned about it, wow. and it, it went up. I used to want to be an on air personality in radio, and I learned about the uh, the job turnover rate is very high, and I did not want to get into a job where I could get fired just out of nowhere during my shift. So I started looking at production more because it seemed to have a little bit better of a success rate. Um, so yeah, all, all four years of college, I worked on campus, off campus, DJed as like a hobby, and then I would always have an internship. So a hustler. I was hustling. As we said I was before, working. An entrepreneur, which is typically a hustler. I was working. I was I was never not busy. I can say that. I was never bored. Um, but I just kept looking at DJing as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until senior year when, you know, you start getting to that crunch period and you start applying to jobs and no one's really getting back to you. Um, I was like, okay, I've been DJing for four years. Yeah. This has now become the bulk of my income. And you're good at it. And, and you know, like you I'm built, you were able to build a reputation around it. Yeah, I had connections. I had people who wanted to see me win. Um, people that were at Young Chicago Walters were like, we don't want you to relocate. Because I was thinking of trying to go out to Atlanta 
or New York to try to find work, and they were like, no, we need you in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, Chicago needs you. We cannot f- afford to lose you. What can we do? Um, so they were the ones to help me get a job at WGN Radio. So the day that I graduated, um, a, exactly a month to the day later, I signed my contract part-time with WGN. Wow. So That's I've been cool. part-time at GN as a producer and been DJing full-time ever since. Well, congratulations, and I'm glad you did not leave because <laughs> Chicago definitely needs you here. I'm glad I didn't leave either. I always say I feel like Chicago is the greatest city in the world. Like, Chicago has raised me, Chicago made me, and continues to make me a better person every single day. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else right now. Yeah, I mean, Chicago is that girl. Let's Period. Say it. Period. Always. So outside of what you were able to experience in school and from the people that are around you, what else continues to inspire the work that you do? I would say the up-and-coming DJs inspire me, mm. as well as... Can you name a few? Absolutely. I look at, like, DJ Nixon, DJ Suki G's, DJ Martin. Um, I'm always looking at... DJs who I relate to in some way, shape, or form because I'm watching their journeys and I try to help them as I can. Like Nixon and Suki G's, those are both my mentees. And they it was as simple as they just saw me DJing and just asked me like, hey, can you help me get some gigs? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, want, I want y'all to be able to do more than what I've done. Mm-hmm. When people say like, well, I want to be like you when I grow up, I don't want anyone to be like me. I want you to be better than me. Yeah. Like, I've known that I've accomplished things that no one that looks like me or identifies like me has accomplished thus far. So I just want to be able to make it to where they don't have to go through as many loopholes that I had to go through to get to where I am now. The right to vote is a cornerstone of American democracy. But in the recent Chicago election runoff, only 35% of Chicagoans voted. This week on Change Agents, we will meet an organization and its incredible leaders who are committed to empowering the next generation of Chicagoans to become more civically minded. Join us this Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on CanTV19. Stream us live on CanTV.org or download the CanTV Plus app. I'm nine years in the game. Next year makes 10 years for me. Mm. But I've had to watch male counterparts go further than me in less time. And it's, it's unfair. You know, there it's always the heterosexual males that will get pushed forward without a doubt. And it's always women, trans, identifying folks, queer people. We the ones that have to work three times as hard just to prove that we're just as good as anybody else. Yeah. I don't want anybody that's like me, that's coming up under me, to have to work as hard as I did to get to where I am. I want them to go further than what I've been able to do. So I do it for them. I also do it for the younger Caceres. Like when I was little, I did not see anybody that I could relate to doing what I do now. You know, I was not seeing anyone that was a queer black female DJ or any three of those DJing anywhere. All the DJs that were on the radio, they were men that I was hearing. I was not able to see anybody that I could relate to. So I do it for them. And that's been history. Yeah. And it's time to change that. Absolutely. It's been time to change that. Been time to change. It's been far too long that, like you said, we have not gave light to and given people the space that deserve to be in it who have 
essentially been changing the face of the game. Absolutely. Like women, queer people, trans people have changed so many movements and we bring that back to music and they have changed so much historically and culturally with the way that we engage in music, not just listening wise, but like even, you know, viewing it on TV and film. Of course. So it's important, like you said, to give them not just that space, but also that moment to shine. Absolutely. I, I always try to let people know, like, I'm fully aware I'm not the first person that's like me to do what I'm doing. It's just that the people before me, they were not always given the opportunities or even the chances to where they'd be seen mm -hmm. as much as, as, as I am these days. So I also do it for them. Like, I always pay respects to those who are older than me that came before me because they really laid the groundwork. Mm -hmm. I'm continuing on what they started. Yeah, and keep doing it. Keep laying the groundwork, keep stepping into your light because the more you step into it, the more other people can see themselves in it. I appreciate well. that, absolutely. Well, thinking about opportunity, you have been able to become, again, one of the hottest DJs around <laughs> Chicago. And I say that because I have a lot of peers who enjoy going to your sets. And we put in our group chats, we put out, okay, DJ Cashier is going to be here. We probably need to pull up. So just kind of thinking, you know, to that, how has that been, you know, being a highlight for the black queer culture around Chicago? It's a beautiful thing. Sometimes it feels like it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, um, I bet. It's just like any, I already know that anytime I step outside of my house and I go anywhere, I have to be on. Really? Like people know me as DJ Cashera. Okay. A lot of people don't know Cassera. Are you able to ever be Cassera? When I go out of town, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like if I go out of town or if I'm not like in any major areas, yeah. yeah. But if I, like if I'm going out, I know there's a high chance someone's going to see me and recognize me. And I love the love. Like, I love the love. Uh, I don't like the idea of like, oh, you have fans. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I think I just have supporters. I have homies. Yeah. Like anyone that rocks with me, I rock with them. Yeah. And I'm forever grateful for the support. Um, it's a beautiful honor that, you know, people are putting me in their group chats and yeah. people follow me to try to see where I'm at and want to come to an event because they know that I'm there and because they know it's going to be a good time. Um, I've always tried to ensure that anywhere that I am is a safe space. Mm -hmm. So even when I am in spaces that don't typically hold queer events, I want people to know like, no, nah, like now that I'm here, it's a safe space. Yeah. You can come here. If there's an issue going on on the dance floor, you come and let me know. Yes, I may be DJing or running to the bathroom. Stop me, tell me what's going on. I will get someone to come and handle it or I will handle it myself. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful feeling though. I feel like you know, so many areas in Chicago are dominated by very heterosexual, normative, heteronormative ways and standards that queer people don't always feel safe in those spaces. Mm -hmm. So the fact that people look to me as almost like a beacon of like, oh, if Cash is going to be there, we should go. They're not even really concerned about what the venue is. They're just focused on the music's going to be good. Yeah. And they know it's going to be a good time. Like you said, building those inclusive environments. Absolutely. Even just with your presence. Like, people see that and, and feel it. That's powerful. It is. I don't always think about it every day. But it's, now that you asked it, it's, it's powerful. And I'm, I'm grateful that people trust me in, in that retrospect. Uh, it's an honor, truly. So thinking about and I hear you talk about the chosen family and for me that always brings me back to my identity and you know the community that I have wanted and have brought around me and who continue to champion me I want to ask what does that community of black queerness look like for you 
and how has it continued to show up in the different parts of your work? Because I know for me, it is essentially how I show up in spaces. Mm. So I'm wondering what that looks like, you know, for other people who also may have similar or different experiences. I would say, give me the question one more time. You said, how does black queerness? Yeah. What does black queerness mean to you and how does that show up in your life? I mean, I'm, I'm black and I'm queer every day. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I've always, I've always been black. I've always been queer. Um, so, you know, what you see with me is what you get. So everywhere I go, it's just, it's me. Um, you know, and then every, every space that I go into, you're going to hear music from black artists, from queer artists, from women. I mean, obviously I, I do play like the, the Drakes, the 21 Savages, the, the, the artists people really want to hear. But I'm always making sure that how I identify is also coming through in the music. So there, will, there may be a portion where you might get the urge to want to vogue. Hit it. You might hit a pin drop. If it if it if you got the knees for it, have at it. I do not, so I will not be doing that. I don't um, think I got the knees for it. So <laughs> I got it. Go for it. I do not have the knees for it. And then as far as like chosen family, I always think about the Chicago drag community mm. that I've been able to just build an ongoing relationship with. And it's just so many queens that, you know, really helped me break into the Boys Town area. Really? Or North Hall said, I still call it Boys Town. It's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, it's history. Yeah, you know, I think about- but history. A little problematic, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's so many queens that really just will put me in different positions to win. Mm -hmm. Like um, Neutrogena, Rachel Slurs, the Kool-Aid sisters, Miss um, Toto, they really um, will push for me to get opportunities and get booked to different spaces and rooms. Um, I even think about Scarlett with um, Miranda, who is the general manager there. Mm -hmm. First person to ever really hear my set and be like, I, I need you here more often. Really? And that's, yeah, I used to, people don't know this. So like now I'm at Scarlett every Saturday, mm -hmm. late night. Before COVID, I would be there on Saturdays doing the drag show before the late night. Okay. And I do some of their random Sunday brunches. Good to know. People don't know that. We so when people <laughs> Yeah, when people come up to Miranda, they're like, Oh yeah, like you you really snagged cash up at a perfect time. Miranda's like, I've known cash for years. Mm -hmm. Like this this is not anything new. You was just doing what you was doing and yeah. she was the one to just give you that 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 spotlight. Shout out to Miranda. I love you so much. Yeah. I love Scarlett. Shout out shout out to the, the Scarlett team. So lastly, thinking about your experiences and where you are now, what was something in your past that may have seemed a little bit difficult, you know, to get through back then, but now that you think on it and reflect, it brought you a great lesson in life? Ooh. I think one of the hardest things that I struggled with, and I still sometimes have my, my fights with it, is comparing myself to other DJs. Mm. Um, I, I used to get through really hard arguments with myself and they'd be internally, um, but it would start to like transform into almost like a depression or an anxiety to where I would just sit and get flustered, like just flustered and irritated because I was seeing so many male counterparts 
getting booked for opportunities and I'm like, why didn't I get that? Yeah. Why didn't I get booked like that? Like, why am I having to fight to get so many bookings? And it took some of my friends to be like, why are you comparing yourself to people who don't have the same background as you? Like you're comparing yourself to straight men. Mm -hmm. They do not have the same struggles as someone that looks like you. Different or lives journey. like you. Way different journey. Um, so that's, I think that's one of the, the hardest things that, I, that I, I would struggle with. And now it's to the point where it's like, I have to focus on me. Mm -hmm. And if I can just be better than who I was last year or last month, last week, I'm winning. Simple as that. So I stopped having to focus on what the people around me were doing and just focus on me and my work and that's it. So if I can give anybody advice, whatever somebody else is doing around you, it's irrelevant. Work on yourself, work on your craft, work on what you're doing. People will slowly start to notice the work and the energy you're putting into it and it will take off and catch. Yeah, and keep winning, keep winning. Always, you, you always win. If you're authentic to yourself, you will never ever lose. Always. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing space with me. Of course. And giving the people a little bit more light into who you are and what you bring to the community. This conversation has just been so fulfilling for me to learn more about you and to, you know, continue to give you, you know, your celebration and your flowers in these moments. So I appreciate it. I thank you for having me. I hope I draw some gems for somebody out there. I, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Yeah, you have. And they better be writing it down because if not, that's on them. But for now, we're back with open space, an opportunity for us to let go, be free, and just live. Stick around for the vibes. All right, so this game is called Hum Association. So I'm oh. a big singer, I'm a good hummer. So I'm gonna give you a few words, and if you can, try to think of a song and hum it out. And I might try to guess it, but you can just let me know. Oh, okay. So the first word is power. Jay-Z, Kanye? Yeah, okay, I got it, got it. Next word, love. Keisha Cole, love it. Okay, okay, always a favorite, always a favorite. People. I got it. I, I don't know the artist, but I know the song. Is that Arrested Development? I'm Everyday People? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the song. I know the song. All right, last one. Together. Oh. <sighs> I can't hum it. I, I can give you titles, like, nonstop, back to back. <laughs> Together again, uh, Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. Great song. Great song. Oof. All right. Well, you did good. I appreciate it. I was like, ooh, I got nervous when you enjoyed it. I'm like, if you're going to start humming, I can't name a song. I'm going to look like a horrible DJ now. Yeah, no, I give it to you. I don't I don't take it on myself because I don't remember the names. Of okay, cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been fun and exciting and, again, enlightening. I hope that the people really do enjoy what we talked about and they take some of this with them. We'll be back next week with more Black Queer folks being represented at the table, y'all. But until then, peace out. Peace, y'all.